Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and prioritize yourself, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured, and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. Do you have a chronic illness and are overwhelmed Hello and with welcome. advice or conflicting it's information? Bev, and today my special book, guest Hope is Jeanette Shipston. Gives you welcome steps to you, Jeanette. To create your path back to well-being and positivity, hope so Jeanette, and resilience. let's talk about you first. So tell me what Head it is that you do and how long you've been practicing and all those things. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I began practicing as a uh, naturopath in 1996 in January. Prior to that, though, I had been a registered nurse. And I guess I did what a, a lot of nurses do. And they get a little bit uh, tired of the medical system and start looking so for more than something 20 years. that's a little bit more aligned to them. And wow. that's what so happened you, to may, me. you must have seen I, many, uh, many clients in that time. And the bone therapist, massage therapist. Uh, I've then sort of done uh, some post-grad studies in clinical nutrition uh, and a few other little, little assorted things that have just sort of added to my practice over the years. Yeah, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Well, I think I have. Yes, and back in back in those days, it was you know it was very rare. You know, naturopaths weren't sort of everywhere, and uh, yeah, it just sort of just sort of happened for me. I look to be honest with you, I was actually looking. I was off work. I'd had three of my children, and uh, I was a stay at home mum, and I was looking for something to study. And I was going to go and do social work, and but I wasn't overly fussed on the subject. And uh, then I saw a little uh, little article in the bottom of a grassroots magazine that somebody gave to me to have a look at. And I saw this, and I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. Study to be a naturopath, learn about herbs and nutrition. I thought, well, that'll be beneficial for me and my family. And I had no intentions of practicing, but. Uh, Got through the course and uh, yeah, put it all into practice. And and I only gave up nursing about. I think that's the thing is, like you said, that it came um, of interest to you because you felt it could support and help you and your own family. So it sort of comes from that place too. That's what I love about nature. You know, the natural natural well-being journey. You know, nursing and then. So while we focused on health, did you have your own well-being journey? I can remember as a kid having, uh, like, not being there. You know when they used to give us, make us have those bottles of milk at school? Remember that? No, I, was, I wasn't that. raised in Australia, so oh, I don't. Well, you know, back in, um, you know, when I was a kid at school, and I'm in my mid-50s now, 
Um, but when I was at school, they used to give us um, the crates of milk would come out. We all had to drink a bottle of milk. I always used to get a bellyache. Ugh, yeah. And uh, and I never knew why. I didn't know that there was an issue there or that I had lactose intolerance. But anyway, um, and I always used to try and sneak off and avoid having to have it. But anyway, didn't get away with it very often and then you suffered. But um, apart from that, I think as a kid I was pretty good. You know, I never had any problems. As an early um, early mother, um, I, I had a, a lot of acne and a lot of skin issues and a lot of PMS and things like that. Um, and then, you know, that sort of resolved itself. You know, I just sort of, you know, I knew nothing about natural medicine, let me tell you. And then as I've gotten older, you know, I think I've had five children, a couple of miscarriages as well. And I think that personally, I don't really think I had any health issues probably until my late 40s, I think. And then I started to put a little bit of weight on and and also have a lot more stress in my life. And, uh, you know, just to do with a couple of my children and some of my grandchildren and things like that. And that's really, really pushed me to, to how I work now um, and, and the realisation of... Um, how important those little adrenal glands are to us. And uh, and I, I truly think that that is the most important part of a woman's body, looking after those adrenals. Yeah, and I guess that's why when I was reading on your website, you talk about success and failures all down to your hormones. Now it makes sense. So why do you believe that's the case, especially when you're maintaining weight? Well, okay, so the thing is that, well, we've got so many hormones, okay, and, you know, when, when often we think about hormones, we're thinking about just our estrogen and our progesterone or our testosterone if we're a man, and, and, and almost everybody knows about adrenaline and cortisol and things like that, but there's so many other hormones that are going around and around in your body, and you know, I like to call it the dance of the hormones because they're up, they're down, they're in, they're out, they're up, you know, at all different times. There's all these different things that are going on all of the time. And there's the hormones from the brain. I mean, the, we have the, the hypothalamus, the pituitary, and, you know, that axis, you know, in the middle of your brain. And then that, uh, you know, leading associated with your thyroid with your adrenals, with your ovaries. Uh, there's so many pathways. There's the nervous pathways that are also um, have that contribution from the hormones as well. You know, um, there's, there's just so many things. And if, if your hormones are not being managed or balanced correctly, if they're not able to be processed, you've got a problem. And so then you've got to go back to your liver. Okay, because your liver is responsible for the absolute metabolism and all of that of every single hormone and every single chemical that goes through your system. So, therefore, your liver 
is part of your digestive system. So if your digestive system's not working, how's yeah, your hormonal system going to be So coping, the interrelatedness right? of and then the hormones, no, the then digestive the system and the immune system. If the immune and system is, is so much literature now about things like leaky gut like and that, so on, but you're the first person that I've seen that's really focusing down on hormones because those are precursors to a lot of the other so on your program called the hormone detox you talk about resetting your hormones mm. can you explain the process and how this would work in your body Okay, so I really do think that there's a couple of components and I guess the way I put it all together, I've sort of, um, it, it's a little more complex. It's more complex than probably what it looks on paper. But when it comes down to it, do you know cholesterol, okay, cholesterol, which statin drugs try to knock out, cholesterol is your major precursor for the production of your steroid hormone, okay? So that's all of your estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, your cortisol, your adrenaline, all of those sort of hormones, okay? You've got to have cholesterol. So so cholesterol is really important and, and we do need, uh, so your body produces its own cholesterol, okay? And that helps with the whole management of your hormones. But, also then you've got to then realise that your brain is a big ball of fat, essentially. And and in that brain is where the production of so many of those hormones happens in the hypothalamus and therefore and then into the pituitary. But uh, a lot of the hormones that are up there are the ones that send messages down. You know, they're not the actual hormone, but they send the message down to the other um, to the glands and that to actually produce the hormone. So resetting the hormones is essentially what you need to do. If, if you look back, like we can think of a lot of symptoms if we, you know, just go straight for the, for the problem, yeah? But if you want to fix it, you've got to get those foundations right. It, it's like when you build a house, you know, it's pointless having awesome brickwork if you've got it on chunky um, foundations, yeah? So you've got to fix those foundations down there. And that's where the resetting of the hormones happens. And it's got to happen via, I believe, via up in the brain. So when it comes, I originally started my hormone detox program as a, as just simply a weight management program. And I do that because um, you, you get a quick result relatively quickly, okay, and, I, and therefore I use it as a real kickstart. The reason that I did that is because in my opinion, and I know that weight management is extremely controversial these days and people say you shouldn't be on diets or you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't weigh yourself every day. Well, you know what? Sometimes I really think, you know what, if you've got extra fat on, you've got extra fat on, right? And it's there for whatever reason that it got there, okay? And if it's due to eating issues, uh, if it's due to something that, you know, gone wrong in your body. Whatever the reason, doesn't really matter. Sometimes 
sometimes we need to do something really substantial to get ourselves on the right track, you know. And doing this program really drops the weight relatively quickly. So over about four weeks, you can drop between seven and ten kilos quite simply. And as long as we look after your body and as long as we are then at the same, and what we're doing at the same time in that program is we're fixing your digestion, okay? So we're getting all of that working. We're making, we're making and breaking habits and we're doing that because we're not using any processed food whatsoever. It is just very clean eating that we're doing for that, for this short, short period of time. But what we do is we get the body into ketosis. We burn off that fat. And the, the crucial element is using some homeopathic drops that I have made up. We actually reset the hypothalamus. Now, the hypothalamus is that little gland that it, and, and its responsibility when it comes to weight loss is it determines how much subcutaneous fat you're carrying. You know, uh, what do you call that? A pendulum? Yes. Oh, I've got a pendulum. Here we go. Pendulum. If you've got a pendulum and it normally, you know, sits here, okay, and uh, this, and it says that this is how much fat you've got. And you know what? You go on a bit of a program and you lose a little bit of weight. You know what? You know how it comes back again? Or sometimes you um, uh, put on a little bit of weight, but you know what? A week or two later, you know, you've dropped it again and it comes back to this set point, okay? Set point, so yes. Yes, yeah, to the set point. So when it comes back to that set point, your, your hypothalamus is responsible for that. Now, your hypothalamus is also responsible for things like uh, your libido. It's responsible for um, the temperature that you run at. Um, and therefore, that's all influencing your metabolic rate and all that sort of thing. And like you said, we've got that hypothalamic pituitary axis down to the thyroid, which, of course, is your metabolic rate. Uh, down to your adrenals, so your coping mechanisms, down to your ovaries, which is your whole reproductive, reproductive cycle and all of those sorts of things. So back to the initial thing, why is it important to reset the hormones? Because you've got to, sometimes you've got to realise where you've got to to be able to go back to where you need to be. And it's like starting a thread. Doing this program, the way it's being put together, with quite a number of elements into it, you you cover all bases. So you're covering all those different foundations. Something else that I heard just recently, because I'm also looking into um, uh, Alzheimer's and stress, depression, Parkinson's and things like that, so I'm doing some research on that. And something that was said was that if you imagine that you had a, hole, a, a roof and there were 36 different holes in that roof, if you only plug up six of them or 31 of them, that's fine, that's awesome, but you're still going to have rain dripping through the other five or however many. So you've got to cover all of your bases and that's sort of what you need to do. You've got to, you've got to cover all of those foundations or plug up all those holes in the roof so that you can get to be at the health level that you want to be at. Mm. So in summary, Jeanette, then, so it's a process of eating specific foods that are um, nourishing and um, going to be building for the body and supporting that process of the hypothalamus change with homeopathic drops. Yes, and I do also tend to use um, a few different supplements. I specifically 
use liver support, although even the foods that we're going to be eating are very supportive to the liver. I, I really think that, you know, sometimes to affect change, you you know, give it that little bit of an extra punch, you know, get in there and, and get it happening. And uh, the other major thing that I do is adrenal support. So using the herbal herbal formula, uh, I generally use tablet rather than the liquid because you know, a lot of people are a bit picky about liquid herbs. <laughs> they taste so bitter. <laughs> oh, they're disgusting. But, you know, it can be really awesome. Uh, yeah, so adrenal and liver support along with it. Um, and sometimes there are some other things that people need. So I always do a full assessment um, with people before we even start the program. You know, you don't just go, oh, hey, can I start the program? And I go, oh, yeah, sure, here it is. Okay, so it's very personalised. And uh, basically you do a full assessment because if there's something else that needs addressing, you know, uh, then that's what we need to do. And so we were talking, you know, so you sort of said like you started off this um, the hormone detox as a protocol for weight loss, but you also referenced, um, you know, how much the hypothalamus predicts how much basically fat you're storing, I guess. So what I'm interested in knowing is what is the relationship between fat and toxin storage? Right. So... The thing is, let's go back to your liver. So every single thing that you goes in through your skin or through your digestive system or you breathe it in or whatever, if there's toxins and things like that that are going to get in, get into the blood system, get into the body, things like that, then what's going to happen is your liver is going to have to process them at some stage, all right? So the thing is, if your liver can't cope with it, your liver says, no, nah, can't handle it. I think I'll just store it in the fat over here. It's going to be beautiful and protected. Now, sometimes then when we go on a weight management program, we start to lose a bit of that fat and everything. And what happens is that feeling like shit. Okay, you feel really awful. You feel nauseated and, you know, all of this sort of thing and very, very tight. And that's because these toxins have been mobilized again into your body and your liver is just unable to process them. And that's why we want to give it all the support and water. Give your body the water to be able to flush things out. And I tell you, if you're not pooing every day, at least once, you know, you have got a problem with your liver and toxins. It's absolutely got to happen. You know, one of the uh, major things that I see um, uh, with hormonal issues is people who are constipated. Because if you are not going to the toilet every day at least once, like I said, you know, and, you know, you can go more often than that, um, but at least once, you know, then what's happening is uh, some of the metabolites from estrogen um, uh, metabolism, uh, you know, get emptied into the bowel via the bile, okay, and that, uh as it sort of travels down into the lower bowel and everything, you know, if it, if, it, if it doesn't go out the other end, it gets reabsorbed back to the body. So, you know, people can be, you know, reabsorbing so much all of the time. It's got to be going out. Mm, I think the same is true of, like you're saying, is wherever the toxin comes from. So, like, a lot of people um, talk about mercury toxicity. And mm. so, yes, if you are not eliminating through the liver and through the bowel properly, that process is not, even if you went on that sort of protocol to remove mercury from your body, 
you would actually reabsorb it because it's sitting there long enough for it to to come back again. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. that's so important to know that. Yeah, it's a a primary thing. And, you know, it's very interesting, you know, when we were babies, okay, our bowels were stimulated after every feed, you know, and and it was called the gastrocolic reflex. So something went into the stomach, the gastro, and the bowel responded with a response. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as we grew up, we, we... we uh, switched off that and we switched that off because it wasn't convenient to go to the toilet or uh, like particularly once you went to school, you know, things like that. I can remember, I mean, I know now that the kids are allowed to go to the toilet, but I can remember being a kid and you weren't allowed to go to the toilet unless it was lunchtime, you know. Now, when you think about that, that, that oh, it's appalling. It's ridiculous and it's probably been a contributor to I don't know how many um, people's health issues you know those sort of chronic health issues i mean the same is true of public toilets you know so well people will not want to use public toilets when they're out of their own home obviously now we understand the detox protocol but what impact does it have on the body and then therefore you know some of the benefits of that so what would i expect to see after those four weeks that you were talking about so basically, um, so we do the initial four weeks and then we do a bit of follow-up because we only do four weeks, you know, where we're full on, you know, a bit of, you know, full restriction and things like that. And then we start to reintroduce more foods back into the program and things like that. But in that time frame, um, basically what we're going to do is we are going to get some balance to our hormones. We're going to remove some of those stored toxins. We're going to be, uh, we're going to have improved our digestion potentially reduce some allergies, allergy symptoms, we're going to heal up the gut. We're going to get a bit of relief from that good old leaky gut. And leaky gut, for anybody who may not understand, is basically if uh, if, 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 if you imagine that your the gut is a cylinder and there's some little holes in it, okay, if, uh, if you've got leaky gut, the holes are this big, and if you haven't, they're only this big, okay? So it just means that when it's bigger than bigger um, fractions of uh, or um, fragments of uh, protein which uh, are going to be able to go through and then those then react with the immune cells on the other side and create a whole new drama for us, you know, with with allergies and things like that. Um, So we're we're going to heal that up. We're probably going to um, normalise your blood sugar levels, your blood pressure. Cholesterol levels can drop significantly over the eight weeks you know, by just by simply cleaning everything up. Um, energy, um, you're going to gain that. Um, uh, what else? You will lose some fat. You'll you'll lose centimetres if you uh, potentially don't lose weight on the scale. You're going to lose some, some of that. Reset your metabolism. And, and most people are, start to feel a lot more comfortable. Look, I know the first time I did the program, I was a little bit dubious, you know, because I was like, ah, Losing seven kilos in 23 days, that's crazy. You know, what sort of, this is crazy. But you know what? I thought, okay, I'll be a guinea pig. I'll try it. And I did try it. And I'll tell you, I I felt taller. And I walked taller. And I felt clean and free. And oh, I don't know. Just, it, it did. It, you feel good. Your brain clears, right? Your, your thinking starts to clear. 
And and it's an awesome program as a, as a Kickstarter. I don't like to do it too much, you know. Um, so you, you can't just keep repeating the program every time you turn around. Yeah. Um, because that, that's going to put a lot of stress and strain on your system. So we, And we don't want to be doing that. What we want to do is we want to then bring in the good habits and uh, and continue eating in the right way so that we can move forward, you know. On the flip side of saying that, um, I do the program probably once a year and I do it as a refresher and for me I use it as a great full-on detox program. Yeah, I was just going to say to you, so how often should we do this detoxing? And you've just answered that, so that's beautiful. So you're saying... Once you've completed four weeks, you're going to introduce other nutritious, uh, helpful foods. Yeah. And you're going to start to add things in that actually makes it easy as a lifestyle. Absolutely. And so then it's just once a year, just resetting again. And then maybe your base is slightly different. So, you know, perhaps you were very sluggish and low in energy and, you know, having hormonal problems, especially mood swings or gas bloating, all the other things that come with digestive issues as well. And so you might not be back in that place, but just by doing the reset again, you sort of that whole once a year approach to detoxing supports the body to to stay where it needs to be. It does, yes. That That would be quite accurate. And, you know, sometimes we don't even need to do the full-on, uh, like with, with the homeopathic block. Sometimes we can just do a similar sort of a program, but it doesn't have to be as much. It really depends on what's gone on for you over your period of time, you know. Um, so, again, it's very personalised, but we can still do a similar sort of a progress. Which, and, and the liver support uh, and the adrenal support and, you know, those sorts of things, you know, they're, they're very easy to do. And, you know, you can virtually do that sort of at any time, you know, just to support the body. Being very careful and mindful, of course, if you're on any medication, because sometimes using liver support products, um, herbs and things like that can actually speed up or slow down um, your medication. So we do need to be very mindful of that sort of thing as well. That's super. And, Jeanette, so to close our conversation... What are some of your tips for living fabulously? What are your non-negotiables? You know what? I think you really have to know where you are. I think that knowing, and I mean truly knowing, we all sort of might go, oh, I'm a little bit, if we're talking weight, some people will be like, oh, yeah, I I need to lose a little bit of weight. How much weight do you need to lose? Or how much fat do you need to lose? Or how much muscle do you need to gain? Because I think that, I guess I'm a, a bit of a facts and figures person, you know, a bit of a numbers person. And I and I like that sort of, you know, that's my personality to like the facts. So you need, from my perspective, it's awesome to really know your baseline. To know, you know, to go and get your um, yearly, if you want to, uh, blood tests done and have somebody really look at them from that naturopathic perspective because that can make a huge difference. You know, like, uh, if I if, if if I can uh, say that, like for example, the thyroid gland. Now we know that the TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone, okay, has a normal range of between 0.5 and 5. Okay, so if your doctor sees that range, he, uh, your result within that, he's happy as 
okay? But you know what? You shouldn't be. Ideal is 1.6. So if your reading is starting to be 1.5, 1.8, 2.1, 2.5, hello, that is a huge indicator to tell you, okay, something needs to be done here. And your hormones need a balance at that stage, you know? That, and, and that can be interaction from estrogen as well as the thyroid and energy production, the mitochondria, the, you know, the whole thing can just go on and on. But knowing where you're at, I think, allows you to make the right decision as to where you want to go, which path you need to follow and how on earth are you going to get there, all right? And so for me, that's what I think I would say, know where you're really at. Brilliant. Yes, I think that's important for anything, isn't it? Like business, life, health, all of those things. You don't know where you're going if you don't know where you are now and you don't know how to get anywhere. (laughs) You don't know which way to go. Absolutely. (laughs) And you can find Jeanette Shipson at her website. It's JeanetteShipson.com and also on Facebook. And these will be in the show notes for you. So thank you so much, Jeanette. I mean, my big nuggets, I think, are... Just making sure, like you say, is, you know, take notice of how you're feeling right now. Do the tests that need to be done to know what your baseline is. And then secure, you know, somebody like yourself to do something about that resetting. So if you've all of the things that you mentioned, so excess weight, fluctuating moods, menstrual problems, uh, fertility problems, I should imagine as well gut health problems, so many things relate to the hormones in our body. So please just, you know, listen back, take some notes and um, you'll be able to get in touch with Jeanette. So thanks so much for being with me today, Jeanette. Thank you very much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.